Yeah, hello. Roger, this is your boss speaking. You're 10 minutes late. Are you coming in or what? Sorry, boss, but I won't be in today. I'll be taking a personal day so that I can focus on my mental fitness. Mental fitness? What are you on about here? You gotta be in there. You can't call out of work whenever you want, but you can take a five-minute break for your mental well-being. Underwritten by the Lawrence Drug and Alcohol Alliance, Mental Fitness is the show that will keep your head healthy. What's up, guys? This is your host, Chris Stavlone, back for another edition of Mental Fitness. This week, we have Professor Jonathan Karp, a professor of behavioral neuroscience, neurobiology, brain and behavior, and biostatistics here at the university, and the host of 1077 in the Bronx, Health 411. Doctor, I want to start off by asking, we're finding out so much information as the hours pass by. Could you help kind of condense it all for us? What is it about this virus that differentiates itself from other simple respiratory infections? The coronavirus, or the SARS coronavirus 2, which is the, its official name, is the second um, SARS virus to come about. And um, the last one came out a few years ago and they figured out how it enters the body and some basic things about it. Um, the coronavirus is a family of viruses. So the virus itself is part of a family of, um, of viruses that, um, that, that exists and has been known about for a long time. Uh, the thinking is it originates uh, originated um, in bats and through some intermediary organism. It is transmitted to people, and now people are transmitting it to other people, and that's why we're in the semi-quarantine isolation thing that's happening now, both in the United States and internationally. Um, so it's a novel coronavirus. It's new, but it's part of a family of viruses, and viruses are everywhere. Viruses are not new. They're subject to the rules of evolution, just like other um, uh, organisms that are out there, um, and they change. And um, so it's a new coronavirus, but it's, it's part of a family of viruses that already existed. So what are some of the physiological changes that occur with this consistent stress response from having to self-quarantine and social distance and stuff like that? That's, that's an excellent question, Chris. And so what, let, let's take a step back and talk about the kinds of things that um, cause stress responses in the body. A stress response happens when you have a real or perceived threat to your psychobiological integrity. And that, that's what causes anxiety and stress. Now stress is the stress response that people have and that organisms have is not necessarily a bad thing. If you are under an immediate stress, where something is chasing you or you need to get away for something, the constellation of physiological responses that happen to you when you recognize the stress and you have what's sometimes called a fight or flight response, where you either engage with the threat to try to stop it or you run away from it, those are all very, very healthy things. The physiology, the increase in heart rate, the increase in blood pressure, the mobilization of glucose or energy reserves in your bloodstream, so blood sugar levels go up, your, the change in cognitive awareness, the, the alertness, like you don't feel hungry, or uh, those kinds of things that are happening during the stress response um, are very, very adaptive things. And what's happening now, because we have been asked to isolate, we've been asked to reduce our contact, we're changing what's been our routine throughout for many of our lives, our jobs, for school, all this sort of stuff, it's created a lot of ambiguity in terms of what's happening. You mentioned earlier that new information is coming almost daily about 
you know, the, the, the numbers are increasing number of cases of people who are infected with the coronavirus. There's financial concerns. Some of us are stuck in homes with people who we find stressful or anxiety provoking. Some of us are cut off from elderly uh, family members, and that can be stressful for, for both sides of that equation. And all these things are, are, are real and perceived threats. These mechanisms of stress are, are these, phys the, these cognitive arousal, these hormonal, these um, uh, neuroendocrine, all these things are happening in our bodies and they change our physiology, they change our behavior. And unlike being chased by something or a real threat, you can't take it on, you can't go have a duel, you can't run away from it. We're sort of stuck with that. And that creates a stress response without any sign of it abating. All right, guys, that is unfortunately all the time that we have for this week. Dr. Karp, I'd like to thank you for coming on and kind of giving some insight about not only the virus itself, but what our body's enduring as a response to these social distancing practices, self-isolations, and lockdown quarantines. For those of you listening in at home, be sure to tune in next week where Dr. Karp and I are going to further talk about behavioral and biological defenses against the coronavirus. I'm your host, Chris Stavlon, and this has been your fill of mental fitness. This concludes another edition of Mental Fitness, reminding you to take some time off for your mental health. Mental Fitness is underwritten by the Lawrence Drug and Alcohol Alliance. Mental Fitness on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten in part by LADA, the Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance, a nonprofit municipal committee whose goal is to empower our community. Formed in 1991, the Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance creates and designs educational programs and events to get the community involved to reduce the use and prevent the abuse of alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. LADA is comprised of local leaders, municipal employees, and residents who desire to help prevent alcohol and drug-related problems. The mission of the Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance is simple, to educate the Lawrence Township community on alcohol and substance abuse awareness and prevention. LADA events and programs include the Campfire NJ program for elementary school students, the Campfire NJ peer leadership group for young adults, and more. If you want to get involved, meetings are held the last week of each month in the manager's conference room at the Lawrence Township Municipal Building. For more information on LADA, its mission statement, programs, and a complete calendar of events, visit the Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance page at lawrencetwp.com.